basis and, and I think that's good. So on Friday night, um, we have launched Universal in Mansfield. Many of you will be aware of that. We launched it the weekend of the One Church and that night um, the, both campuses came together and it was a great launch. Since then, week after week, uh, the youth leaders on the ground there have been doing a tremendous job building and they've had around a dozen every single week since then. On Friday night, their numbers doubled and they had 24 on Friday night. And not only that, but some of the guys that they connected with, this was their first time, um, they came to see Nathan and they said, oh yeah, it's a great youth club, this is, you know, we've been to quite a few in the area. And his mate most of them went, it's not just great, it's the best one we've been to yet. So that's great, isn't it? So uh, just keep praying for them, but they're doing a great work, then I'm excited. This is a journey we've been on with Universal, so that's great to hear. So I just want to continue with our teaching series on confessions. Now when Phil first asked me to speak, I didn't know if he meant I needed to confess something. (laughs) So I've got all these things going through my head thinking I'm going to make that positive. And then he clarified for me, which is always good. What he wanted me to do was to bring a favorite scripture and something that has impacted my life to confess and help us this morning. So that's what I'm going to do. But before I do that, um, I just want to share something with you because we're not just talking about name it and claim it and blab it and grab it. What we are talking about is daily positive Bible-based confessions. Now, uh, my, I just want to share a personal story that, that will help with this, I, I do hope. My daughter um, had a week off. And at the end of that week, they decided to go to Filey, walking. You know, it's a great beach. Go up North Yorkshire, beautiful up there. And she went walking in North Yorkshire, and, she, and Prash was with her, who's not been a Christian very long. And um, they decided that we're taking a picnic and bucket and spade, the 24. We had to find the bucket and spade out the garage. I was in the loft trying to find all this stuff to build a sandcastle on the beach. So they're walking out the door and Prash says to Jordan, have you got the picnic hamper? Tick. Have you got your bucket and spade? Tick. And Jordan, have you got your good attitude with you? And <laughs> I'm not saying that she was being grumpy on that morning, but I think he was just trying to encourage her as we go out the door. This is going to be a great day. How wonderful would it be if with you. Now that's not just something that's based on what I can do, but as Christians here this morning, it's knowing as we walk out the door that God is with us, God is for us, nothing will stand against me in this day. So to get to the scripture that has impacted me so much this year. It's a scripture that, as I've sat in um, my one-on-ones with some of the team, I have used this scripture to encourage them so many times. And it's also a scripture that um, if I start feeling, getting a bit anxious or overwhelmed or, or feeling, and my mood's going down, I just start to say it around the office. So the team will know. Julie's getting a bit under pressure. She's going to quote this scripture. And I start walking around the office or at my desk just declaring it. So let's, uh, let's get to it. And it's from 2 Thessalonians and chapter 2. So friends, take a firm stand, feet on the ground and head high. 
Keep a tight grip on what you were taught, whether in personal conversation or by our letter. May Jesus himself and God our Father, who reached out in love and surprised you with gifts of unending help and confidence, that word again, put a fresh heart in you, invigorate your work and enliven your speech. If you just leave that up, Lucy, this part here is probably a declaration that I make personally over my life at least three, four times a week. God, you have given me a gift of unending help, of confidence. You've put a fresh heart in me. You invigorate my work. You enliven my speech. You see, when Paul actually wrote this to the Thessalonian church, in the first epistle of Thessalonians, he actually wrote it when they were new Christians. He wrote it to a church that was fairly new. They were believers, but they were still trying to grow in what they believe and what they stood for. And so Paul was teaching them in 1 Thessalonians that now you've received Jesus, now you know that he died on that cross for you, now that you know he's given you a new life, we need to look for the second coming. We need to look for when he's going to come back and finish the work in us. But you see, what happened then was some of them stopped working. Because they thought, well, Jesus is coming back. You know, I don't need to do anything. So in 2 Thessalonians, he starts talking to them to say, guys, good start, but some of you are now not pulling your weight, and what you're doing then is you're putting pressure on everybody else. And then he brings them this, no matter what you're doing, you know, keep going for it, because God is going to give you unending help, it's going to give you an ending confidence. It's going to put a fresh heart in you. It's going to invigorate whatever you do. And it's going to enliven your speech. I absolutely love that thought. And Paul actually spoke to the Thessalonian church at a time when they were being persecuted. They were going through trials. They were going through difficult situations. They weren't devoid of problems. But what he said was, through it all... God with us, God for us, nothing can stand against us, no one can come against us. So how is it then that as Christians, we actually don't feel like this? You see, we, stuff happens in our life. We get weighed down. How am I going to fit it all in? What about my child that's gone off uh, the wrong way? What about which college, which school do I go to? Where am I going to live? Will the bank transfer me? All this stuff happens in our life, and we can start to get overwhelmed, overstressed. We can lose our peace, and we can come to a point of not standing on God's promises. So when we feel like that, what do we declare? I know I went through a season where I, I felt really tired, you know, a while ago, and I'd get out of bed and my feet would touch the floor, and I'd think, oh, oh. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I, I've got to stop doing this. This isn't helping me. So my feet would touch the floor, and I said, God, you are with me today. It's going to be a good day because you are with me. Let's be honest, most days we can feel a little bit like things are just going crazy and we don't feel in control. But if we keep confessing that God is with us and God is for us, how will that affect our day? So what I want to do is just um, look at those four areas that God gives us this morning. The gift of unending help and confidence. 
an exuberance for life. He invigorates my work and he enlivens my speech. So firstly, the gift of unending help. So this is often my cry. This is, the, this is the thing that I declare. You know, no matter what's going off in my day, if I start feeling my mood sinking, you know, that conversation, that email, that financial situation, you know, I can start feeling it. I just stand up and, God, you have given me a gift of unending help. Whatever I need in this, God, you have given me the gift of unending help. We start feeling overwhelmed. We start feeling under pressure. And God wants us to know that he is shouting us on. He's cheering us on. He's with us. And it's a gift. This morning, it says in 2 Thessalonians, it's a gift of unending help. You know, if I could give you a thousand pounds this morning, or I could give you the gift of God's unending help every day, I know which one I'd choose. God is with us every single day. His unending help is there for us. One of the things that, that um, you know, God's had to teach me particularly is in the area of people not being a distraction. Okay, so what I mean by that, I love people. You, most of you that know me, you know I love talking. But sometimes I can get so focused on doing this, this, this and this that I forget it's all about people. And we can get that we just want to do our job and we want to get this done and that done. And, and for those of us that are task orientated, is that true? It is, isn't it? And God has to remind me that when Jesus did all of his miracles, most of them were a distraction to his day. Most of those miracles were a distraction to the woman with the issue of blood. It was when Jesus was busy serving all these people. When the 5,000, and he preached to them, he was tired, he was weary, and he fed the 5,000. It was a distraction to his day. But he still didn't allow that to stop him pressing into everything that God is doing. Do we see things as a distraction to our day, or do we see them as an opportunity for God to do a miracle through us? For God to do something great through us in our day. So when I start to feel overwhelmed, as I said, I declare this gift of unending help. Then confidence. I was so pleased that Christian mentioned this this morning because I do want to camp here a few minutes. Because at the beginning of the year, if you remember, we had our grow uh, word for the year, wasn't it? At the beginning of every year, what we like to do is we had um, strengthen, we've had grow this year. And I actually said to God, God, what is your word for me this year? What word do I need to specifically pray over my life? And this word came straight to mind. And I'm like, well, I think I'm fairly confident, God. I, th- I think I am. But you see, sometimes people can lack confidence, but God was saying to me, although you were probably naturally confident, I want your confidence to go deeper in me, that you feel it here. You're confident in what you're doing, because it's a God confidence. It's not a confidence in my ability, or my skill, or the things I've learned over the years. It's a confidence in God. Now, some of the ways I have learned that confidence is by literally doing daily confessions. It was one of the biggest things in my life. I, it was oh, probably 10, 11 years ago I heard this teaching on daily confessions. 
And I thought, oh, is that right? We can just do it and say it? Is that okay, God? And I just felt that I needed to do that. So over the years, I have written down scriptures and uh, declarations over me and my family. Some are personal, so I couldn't share those with you. But what I've done is just created um, a a list for me that particularly on the days, I have to be honest, when I don't particularly feel confident, particularly on the days where I know I need God's help because I am just not in the place where I should be. One thing God does show me that no matter how I feel, I can still do the right thing. I can still do the right thing even if I don't feel it. So I put these daily confessions together. If you wouldn't mind, I would just like to read them because hopefully then you can understand some of the impact these have had on my life. Habakkuk 2 says, write the vision and make it plain. So this is just a list of, of things. Now, some of you may say, if I read all that list out, that would be on the prayer time. Gone. It's gone. But on the mornings where I do have more time, I just pick this up. I remind myself of God's goodness. And it's amazing how that can change your perspective on a day. So here we go. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I have everything I need for life and godliness. As I wait upon the Lord, he renews me and gives me strength. I have the gift of unending help and confidence. I am not overstretched or stressed. I get the job done well and on time. I don't rush about. And this was at a time when I felt like all I did was rush. I don't rush about. I have lots of help at work and at home. Ladies, you know what that means. I have lots of help at working at home. I work, rest and play in balance. The favour of God is upon me today. I walk in love every day. I'm motivated by love. I believe the best. I am generous and caring. I don't speak negative things. I owe no man anything except to love him. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I do all the work to the best of I can do. I am creative. This is at a time I used to declare I wasn't. I am creative. I love to pray. I love to praise. Yeah. Well, I think that, that list come on this morning. That is not a confidence in Julie Turner. That is a confidence in God that, as we said last week, those ten words, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So what are we declaring over our lives? So there's a a few more points. Uh, The next one, exuberance for life. Now, when I first looked at this word from 2 Thessalonians, I have to admit, I had to look look up what exuberance meant. For those of you that have been in meetings with Lisa, this is one of the things I love about Lisa. If she doesn't know what the word means, she said, can you just explain it? So I've learned to do that too. Exuberance, I don't understand it, Lord. What does that mean? It means high spirits, exhilaration, excitement. God gives us an excitement for every day. Now Paul said this to the Thessalonian church when they were being persecuted. I don't think they'd feel very excited about that. But what God was saying, that through it all, through it all, I am with you. Some of us can make excuses for not doing this, for not being excited about your day. So what I want to ask you is, are you a tigger or are you a meal? 
<laughs> For though most of us all know Winnie the Pooh, I always call Jonty Tigger. Jonty is our Tigger in this church. He's always full of energy and bounding about. And I know we're not all naturally wired like that. We're just not. What does he all do? Oh, I suppose I better do this, and I suppose I better do that, and I suppose. But we can use that as an excuse. Well, I'm not like Jonty, so that I can just be me. Don't use your natural wiring to stop you living in the fullness of God. For some of us, it will be a little bit more of a challenge to be rah-rah. And I'm not talking about being silly. If somebody's just told you that they've gone through a difficult, well, bless God, God's with you. When people are hurting, we stand together. We love each other. But there's an inner confidence and a joy that we know God is with us. I sit in so many meetings where I feel, God, I don't know what to say. In fact, we did the series last year called Pray First. And when I do my one-on-ones with the team, I often often pray first because I'm like God you know these situations you know what I need to do you have the answers here God I don't have the answers but you do and it's amazing how many times it turns around because God just helps me because I'm asking him so don't allow your natural wiring are you a tigger are you an eeyore to stop you living in the excitement that God has got for your day This is another one I love, that he invigorates my work. Invigorate, again, one I had to look up. Invigorate means he revitalizes. He energizes. He refreshes. He revives. How many of you would like that on a Monday morning at 5 o'clock when you're getting up? An energy, an excitement, a revitalization. God is with me this week. How many of us would like that? This is for everyone. Everyone this morning. You know, God isn't just giving this to the, the few. It's a gift of an ending hope, confidence, exuberance, invigoration to every single person here. God has no favorites. No one needs to feel condemned this morning and think, actually, I'm not good enough to receive this. I can't get up and declare all these good things because you can see how terrible my life is. God doesn't give gifts based on um, how you've been, how you've performed this week. God just gives you gifts. He's a good father who shows you with a gift of unending hope. An exuberance for life. And it invigorates my work. He revitalizes, energizes, refreshes Remember this tomorrow. As you're walking out the door, God refreshes me today. I'm revitalized. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How many of you can remember that great, um, well, I don't know if it was great, but it was an advert, a Mars advert. A Mars a day helps you work rest and play. You can remember that, can't you? Yeah, well, you know, in doing some of this, There are some practical things that I feel we need to do to help. You know, it's like the guy who bought a lottery ticket and wanted to win and somebody said to him, well, at least buy a ticket, you know. (laughs) You've got to get in it to win it, okay? I'm not condoning the lottery, by the way. Okay. Anyway, um, just to say that you have got to have a confidence about your day where you are believing that God is going to do something, but that we need to 
do our own part in that. So if you never stop working, and you don't do as the Bible says and have a day a week where we rest, and we cut off from everything, and we just chill, you know, stay in your pyjamas till 11 o'clock in the morning if you want to, leave your rollers in, ladies, you know. Does anybody actually do rollers anymore? <laughs> you know, you, you, you sort of have odd socks on, hair's not done, no makeup, and you really pray nobody comes to the door. <laughs> One of those days where you just crash out. I think that's important. God commands it to us. You've got to have a day when you rest. Don't keep striving. Don't keep working. When did you have a last holiday? You know, I know holidays can be expensive. But just have a week off if you can't. What do they call them now? Is it staycation instead of vacation? Have a week at home. Plan days out. Take your sandwiches with you. Take your pasta salad and your bit of greens and get that goodness inside you. And, and, and just go and have fun from home. You can, do you know what? We used to sit for hours on the beach when the children were little. It didn't cost us anything. You know, you can have fun without spending a lot of money. But get yourself a holiday if you're feeling run down. I know for me, when my bucket is full, now what that looks like to me is I'm eating right, I'm exercising regularly, I'm having my devotional life, I'm making sure I work and rest in balance. When I'm like that, I'm more tolerant, I'm more patient, I'm more Christ-like, I prioritise well, I've got an energy about my day because I'm, I'm doing okay. When I abuse things by overworking, not having a holiday, not having a day off, eating fish and chips every night, (laughs) eating junk food, not exercising. Some of these are just very practical things, but I feel they're so important to us living a strong, energetic, powerful life. If you don't do some of these things, it has an impact on me. Perhaps it doesn't you. Is it just me? Eating right, exercising. You know, some of you around this room, you can't exercise. Do you know my father-in-law used to do armchair exercises at the gym when he was recovering from his, from his heart operation? Just a little bit of something. There's something we can all do. Go for a walk. You know, do something to, put, to, to help our bodies to be the best that they can be. When my bucket is empty, I'm not eating right, I'm not exercising, I'm out of balance... I'm not very tolerant of people. Now, hopefully you haven't seen this. But I know this is the case because it had been about nine months since my last holiday to when I went away in April. And there were so many people winding me up. I went to to pray for forgiveness. I'm like, God, I shouldn't be thinking this. And I was just run down. I was just tired. When I came back, they'd like the door. All these people who'd wind me up before I went had all of a sudden got a halo over them. I just needed a holiday. So let's, uh, let's just bear that in mind as well with all of this. We're believing for God's best over our lives, but guys, we need to do something to help with that. <laughs> Don't think we can abuse our bodies and then you're going to feel great on a Monday morning. <laughs> you know, we've got to, got to look at that. And finally, he enlivens my speech. Another word I had to look up. Now this one is probably one of my favourite ones. Enlivens my speech. I wrote it in my journal, and I have picked this up several times and just read it. What does enliven my speech mean? He makes me more interesting. He makes me entertaining. He makes me appealing. 
He makes me more exciting. He brightens up my speech. He livens up my speech. He puts some spirit into my speech and he adds color to my world through what I'm saying. Now, you know, for those of you that particularly feel like your ears, won't we like some of that in our step each day? You know, some enlivening of your speech. And some of us need to just start declaring that. God, you enliven my speech. If you sit in meetings or you're with people and you don't know what to say, just start praying. God, I feel a bit overwhelmed in this. You don't have to shout and declare and rant and rave. God, in this meeting, will you help me not to say something stupid? <laughs> We've all sat in times where like that, like, I am not going to speak in this because I ain't got a clue what they're talking about. I'm not going to say anything. I'll just be quiet. Because if you're quiet, they might even think you're wise. If you open your mouth and you put your foot in it, they all know I have not got a clue. You know, but just ask God. I say something sometimes, I'm like, where did that come from? I know it's not me, I know it's God helping me. I know it is. He enlivens my speech. A regular saying uh, of mine is, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you. I've actually taken that a little bit further and said, God, may what goes out of my mouth and into my mouth honor you in this day. Let it bless you. Psalm 19 and 14. So, tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, next month, next year, as we step out of the door, remember, have you got your good attitude with you? Have you got God's presence through you? And when you start to feel overwhelmed, under pressure, stressed in your daily lives, just remember to stop and pray. We, we said it, didn't we, in our pray first series. Don't just pray in the morning and then forget God the rest of the day. In that meeting, pray. As you're going out on that business thing, pray. As you're doing that exam, pray. As you're driving the car and everybody gets on your nerves because they're all in the way, pray. And just ask God to help you. That song that we launched um, last week, God With Us, has been such a crucial song to me. And the the band are just going to lead us in this again at the end. God With Us. There's a bridge in that song that we're just going to sing right now. And it has so impacted me. Where there was death, you brought life. Where there was fear, you brought courage. When I was ashamed, you were with me, and you lifted, lifting, continuous, you're lifting me up. Where there was death, you brought life. Where there was fear, you brought courage. When I was afraid, you were with me. You know, if you go onto the internet and just search for God with his Bethel, you will find those words. If you want to start making daily declarations as I've done, I'm not saying you need to do it. That's something I felt for me was important. That would be a good place to start. Where there was death, you brought life. Where there was fear, you brought courage. When I was afraid, you were with me and you lifted me up. So we're just going to bow our head in prayer just for a moment so that Give people the privacy and the opportunity to 
actually respond this morning. So first,